0: Today. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. Two guys take on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy.
1: This would be three guys now.
0: That's true. We're broadcasting here from the HB5 Studios here in historic downtown Concord. I'm Beautiful. your host Jeremy. Beautiful Concord. I'm your host Jeremy, and I'll introduce you to the other half of this flaky biscuit. On mic <laughs> number two, it's Moe. No, <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. How'd I do?
1: Uh, it's, it's pretty much spot on. I think he nailed it. It's like he's back. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm kind of disappointed he's not returning my emails. So, uh, Biggin, if you listen to this when we post on Monday, please answer your email.
0: We need you to call in so you can give yeah. us an update. we're, on we're how looking the, for we're uh, looking for, big, yeah,
1: for yeah, we're looking for B- Biggin's diary. Why he's in India? So. <laughs> Anyway, hey guys, we appreciate you, uh, tuning in for this week's episode. We have a, another stellar episode this week. We actually have a local brewery who's getting ready to open up and they're going to come in and share some of their experiences. Um, I guess the reason why they're opening up, but, uh, that's commoners brewing brewing out of, um, uh, here, here in Concord. You can please check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and, uh, Instagram, I actually believe. But anyway, this is uh, Mojo, and we appreciate you listening in. Please check us out on Facebooks at Southern Fried Philosophy, on uh, the interwebs at podcast, Instagram at SFPRadio, and the Twitter's SFPRadio. Uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Please like, subscribe, and review podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Also, please share our episodes. That's how we keep trending up. And uh, obtaining new listeners, and as always, Jeremy, how you be doing?
0: I am excited. Excited about what? Excited, excited, excited. So tomorrow, mm-hmm. I wake up, and I go to work, and I love. So you're excited about work? Going to work. Okay. And then as soon as I'm done with work, I drive six hours to Northern Virginia, because Friday morning I get up like a child on Christmas morning, to go see my favorite comedian. Yes, you heard me right, on a Friday at noon.
1: So you're basically skipping a whole work day. Yes. Two two work
0: days. Yes. Well, one, just Friday. Gotcha. Um, uh,
1: Who is the the, uh, comedian
0: that you are His name His name is Bert Kreischer.
1: The machine. The machine.
0: And um, my wife and I had a deal for our wedding that if she got him to come to our wedding, I could never talk about him again. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so he didn't come she, to the wedding he
0: didn't come she tried very hard because she really. hates how much i talk about him uh, he's the best so you kind of have a
1: bromance thing a for
0: little bit a little bit
1: i tell you what bert is uh, actually a funny dude yeah he's um,
0: great so he does this special show it's called the Call to work Sick show um, i like it and it started with my favorite radio station out of dc elliot in the morning okay um and he goes into the show about 8 o'clock and starts having a few adult beverages okay early okay. in the morning does radio like he normally would do for before his uh, weekend gig and then as soon as the show's over at 10 something um, they head to the comedy club the DC Improv called the Call into Work 6 show everyone doesn't go to work that day wow. and they do a 12 o'clock noon on a Friday um, wow. comedy set that's pretty cool it sold out in a minute a minute one minute wow
1: well, I don't know if everyone's familiar with Burt Kreischer, but Burt Kreischer has uh, he has been around for a long time. Yeah, I he's mean, a host
0: he, of um, two Travel Channel shows. Yep. Um, Burt uh, Bert the Conqueror. Conqueror, yep. And um, Trip Flip, where he right. uh, finds random people and takes them on a vacation of their dreams. Yeah, it's, pretty, it's a pretty awesome show. Yeah, it's good. Um, but
1: uh, he's become a viral sensation yeah. here lately, so maybe if you can kind of enlighten our audience yeah. about that just in case they haven't seen it.
0: When he was uh, at Florida State um, in college— was found by Rolling Stone magazine uh-huh. um, as the uh, biggest party animal in the country, uh-huh. and um, that was during his, I think, second or third junior year. They wrote a whole write up on him. He got big from that. He went to Russia and got involved in the Russia with the Russian mafia and robbed a train. Right, um, right. and so that's his big story. He, yep. you know, told them that he was the machine. The name is stuck. Right. So uh, definitely go check him out I can't do his joke justice it's no no it's like yeah. 13 minutes of look, look at the YouTube
1: actually the whole the whole uh, the whole set the hour and 21 In, minutes or something like that yeah. is actually the that that certain show that we're talking about is actually available on, on the YouTube so
0: yeah it's pretty great he just did a um, showtime special mm. probably two months ago right um, pretty great so with this uh, set that I'm going to see it starts at noon been known to do two two and a half hours Wow. And so you you're definitely getting your money's worth. Oh yeah. Um, and so it, and also
1: also something cool he does at the end of the shows too. Um, he will actually start taking uh, hand, uh, donations. He you know, basically takes a uh, pass pass a buck up, pass five dollars up, whatever. At the end of his shows, it actually will donate it to some member of the staff there. And I think the last time this happened, he took a video or someone videoed it, uh, put it online, and they actually raised. Man, I don't even know much, Couple, couple grand or something yeah. like that for a guy who is a, basically a single father, struggling, you know, working. So,
0: um, yeah, it's, it's just kind of a cool thing to end a show with. So, I'm going to see if I can find this picture quick from the last time I went to the show. Because uh, one of the things Bert does, Bert's a little bit big of a bigger guy. And uh, as soon as he walks up on stage, um, shirt comes off. And he does the entire set with his shirt off.
1: The naked man or
0: something like that. that yeah, and goes. I'm sorry about the blurry photo. It was with my uh, Motorola razor, but... That's, ah! That's me taking a picture with Bert. Wow. With my shirt off. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's it is definitely going to be a good time. Oh, yeah. You
1: yeah. okay, should have him uh, sign your belly next yeah, time.
0: I should. Hmm. So, um... I don't know how you're uh, you're gonna top that, but how you be doing? Uh,
1: actually, I can't top that, but um, actually, you know what? I usually would do a burn my biscuits um, thing, just because you know there's so many things that in this world where we can kind of just laugh at, but yeah. still kind of trip you out. Yeah, I was going to do turn signals today. Okay, but uh, actually, you know, um, about eleven o'clock here before noon, uh, I was sitting at uh, doing some work. All of a sudden, they get a text over Facebook. It's the my heart donor's brother and his mother. So something I've been wondering about for the past year since I had a heart transplant. Yeah. Um, you can go, if anyone's new to this, it's kind of a trial episode you're listening to. Please go back to episode one. You'll kind of hear my journey as far as um, from heart heart uh, transplant recipient. And uh, Anyway, so this is something I've been kind of uh, curious about for the past year. Uh, obviously and i got to find out so much stuff I mean, I, i'm not even able to process it yet because there's just so much stuff so much information about my donor so that was man just a wonderful surprise to a day that i, I definitely didn't have planned out that's awesome so it's been definitely a, a fun ride today so
0: you know i saw a story the other day that i thought of you that? um for this uh young lady was getting married mm. and her father had passed away have you seen this yeah yeah unfortunately you and, saw the first like 30 seconds and then couldn't finish it no i finished it i, yeah.
1: I was i was in the, uh, i was in the kitchen preparing dinner uh, yeah. we we're having uh fajitas with extra onions that night so i was yeah <laughs> I, was, I was cutting onions
0: cutting onions yeah man it was horrible. so yeah. for if for those of you who haven't seen it um the young lady her her father had passed away she had written to the uh guy who received her father's heart asked him if he would walk her down the aisle at her wedding and he showed up to walk her down the aisle is is pretty good.
1: Yeah. If you can watch that video without crying, you're, you're, you're not human. (laughs) I mean, it's, (laughs) it is a, it is a, I don't care heart transplant or not. I mean, that is a video that make you tear up.
0: Yeah. So, so that's some, you know, good news, some uh, teary news. Yeah,
1: man. No, it was happy. Good news. I mean, just because, uh, like I said, you know, the process of, um, receiving a heart and then it's all anonymous because, um, obviously people have to grieve in yeah. their own way and stuff like that. But you're still curious because For sure. I'm, I'm here because of another person. Yeah, so you get that running through your head. You have some internal dialogue, like if the person's sitting next to you. So I, I've had this thought in my head of what this person resembled, what right. this person probably did, you know, maybe the foods this person likes. So, <laughs> you know, so it's kind of a, um, some clarity. Um, but, you know, come to find out is that um, the organization that they were working with to intercede between both of us, um, they were actually dragging their feet, so okay. they decided to cut the middleman out and contact me directly. And evidently, uh, they did that through some some clues I'd written in our, my appreciation letter to the oh, okay. donor. I, I, I was kind of pretty open to that because yeah. I wanted them to find me just in case they wanted to. So,
0: so you can write something, and the hospital organization gives it to them,
1: right? We the, both both were uh, for my my donor was at another at another hospital. Okay, so they have a coordinator. Uh, our hospital has a coordinator, and basically, I write a letter to my court. I write, I write a letter to you the family, to but I give it to my coordinator, and they give it to that coordinator, and then right. they give it to the family. But um, evidently, some just some time and transition mileage, things like that, things were not being relayed quickly. So, yeah, um, it's just what, however the family needs to process. We're coming, up, we're coming up on a year here. Obviously, my donor is a lot on my mind, just yeah. because I've got an extra year year of life, and I'm sure. Um, their family member is on their mind too because
0: absolutely uh,
1: this is the first year that you know they're doing life without so anyway I'm not trying to put us in a bad mood I mean it's just it's something just so amazing yeah. you know that just unexpected
0: well I'm so, glad that that worked out yeah, for you yeah so let's uh, brighten this thing up yeah let's get into some wacky news oh,
1: oh, like alright man what you got first
0: so you know, we just went through the not to bring everything down. It'll be a quick one. We just went through this crazy election, right? You know, anytime you bring up the election, it brings everyone down. <laughs> and um, Everybody's
1: like, automatically got to hop in that boat, <laughs> yeah. you know, th- their own choosing.
0: This won't be about any of the um, nominees, any of the candidates, anything like that. This will be about someone who didn't run for president, who a lot of people hoped would run for president, but didn't. That right. was Vice President Joe Biden. Oh, I
1: thought you were talking about Bernie Sanders' brother. <laughs>
0: I yeah. I don't know if the other brother. (laughs) Um, So I I don't know if you've heard about the uh, the updates on former Vice President Joe Biden's life.
1: I've uh, I've heard one thing, and I think you'll like me of some several other things.
0: I've been following the story pretty closely. (laughs) Is it it might be a little too embarrassing to say that, but you know, his son passed away. Right. Um. I think cancer. What? A
1: year and a half ago, two years ago,
0: something like that. You know, that was his reasoning for not running, was that he had a lot of stress in his life with his son family passing time, away, yeah. p- family time, all that stuff. Little did anyone know that good old Joe knew better than any of us that he shouldn't run because he's got some crazy stuff going on in his family. His son, who is still alive, right, um, is now together with his son, who is no longer with us, his wife.
1: So basically... The living Biden son is sleeping with, um, his brother's widow. Yeah, yeah. Boy, this Uh, is like the
0: Beverly Hillbillies, (laughs) almost. Yeah. I mean, you can, you know, you can see how uh, there's a passing in the family. Trauma brings together. Yeah, you're you're the only two people that can really comfort each other and do all that stuff. Now, so that's fine. That's been out for a little while. Now, what's come out recently? Is that? But the, I guarantee you,
1: there is probably a cloud even uh, even hanging over that. Was this like something prior? Yeah, you know, I'm, you know what I am saying. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, well, you know, it doesn't help that um, the son the son that is now sleeping with the other wife was married, has okay, a couple yeah. kids. Sure, sure. So that doesn't help. Um, going through a divorce now um, with her sister in law, it's a mess. Um, come, he uh, got discharged from the military for. Um, use of cocaine oh wow um, so you like
1: so you like to ski yep yeah gotcha
0: now it comes out that he likes um, how would uh my boy Biggin put this um, young <laughs> young ladies who um, ladies,
1: ladies of ill repute
0: <laughs> ladies of the night ladies of the night um, so he apparently will go on trips with his now ex sister-in-law sister-in-law lover uh-huh. um, and we'll get mo- multiple hotel rooms. To have other ladies come to all the hotel rooms, so that he can bounce between hotel rooms. Wow, this guy's a serious player. I guess so. I mean, there's some stuff going on, man. It's crazy.
1: Oh, you know, and everyone's worried about Trump's kids. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying, imagine <laughs> if Biden would have been in office, and um, a little 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 brother Biden there being in the Lincoln office, and then. Yeah, it's, he's got his other ladies in the other room. Yeah, oh, I mean, it's, man,
0: it's tough for uh, for good old Joe to go through. It's unfortunate for him, but
1: yeah. That, wow, yeah. man when the when the closet doors are ripped open, mm-hmm. the skeleton's sure to come out. That's right,
0: that's for sure. That it's crazy. So that was my uh, nice little wacky news well, update. Man, keep
1: keep. Uh, Do you keep, have anything? To keep yeah, us going. But with that story, man, please keep up to date with that because I've been following that. I will be kind of curious to see what else really comes out of that because I, I guarantee that's not. The, the tip even the tip of the iceberg it's been
0: picking up steam the last couple of days couple of weeks yeah i'm, I'm waiting i'm
1: waiting for a WikiLeaks vault seven <laughs> to open up and there'll be a, probably a whole a whole chamber of file cabinet of uh biden yeah it's so, it's nuts well so. i have a uh i have a funny story okay this is out of the england this is out of the england this is this is from <laughs> england. Um, they, they're calling him the the search for the mad crapper.
0: Oh, I heard you were uh, listening on your shortwave police radio. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Evidently, a shortwave uh, p- police radios uh, reach, uh, I guess, England or yeah. whatever. But um, the, uh, the, the 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 bobbies there or the cops okay. have re- uh, released a CCTV image of the uh, suspect they've been following, who's of the alleged incident in uh, East Dulwich, a short short walk from Dulwich Village. They believe this is uh, this is not the first time this has happened. Uh, there's similar cases uh, that have been reported by to the police. So Southwark Police uh, want to speak with him, um, this person of interest, for indecent exposure and also crapping on the streets. So um, I, I have a question. Okay. So well, let's see if I can said, answer it. They said that this is very similar to other incidents. So do you think they had maybe like CSI come out and like? Do, like, stool samples? Did, did Is there, like, uh, you know how, like, do they do ballistics testing? Right, Like, they match the marks up to the gun? Can yep. they match the turret up to the...
0: And the angle and the trajectory and the, speed you know, the, at which it Deployment, came out.
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean, how, how do they do that? I don't know how they'd match up similar, you know.
0: I mean, I guess, you know, DNA samples wouldn't be too difficult.
1: Right. But um, is, each, is each pile of poop, like, a fingerprint? Like, you know, everyone has it. Their own style they I each mean, have
0: you know very individual ridges and, I, I don't
1: know. But that, of, was, that was crazy.
0: Serial dumper. <laughs> the mad crapper. The mad
1: crapper. I have a, a funny obituary and a, a, a kind of a not so funny obituary. Okay, hit me. Anyway, this is actually uh, this was actually quite a while. I've been holding on to this one for a while, but September back in September two thousand sixteen Uh, There's a gentleman by the name of Howard Wayne Neal. He actually wrote his own obituary. Smart man. So um, I'm going to try to do this justice. But he passed away on September 11th, 2016 at 74 years old. So here we go. Okay. Wayne Neal has exited his rickety old body, having lived twice as long as he expected Mm -hmm. and way longer than he deserved. He passed away on September 11th, 2016 at 74 years old. He often wished in his latter years that he had not treated his body like a tavern. Right. Okay. I get that Wayne Never met a man. He didn't want to Indian leg wrestle or play mercy with, uh, mainly because he was an ornery old B word. He was a modest man who very seldom bragged about his, uh, about all of his treasures on Facebook. By the way, who the hell taught him how to Facebook? <laughs> he was considered the best concrete contractor in all of Texas and if you ever doubted him, you could ask anyone that endured the hours of one or more, and we call it a night at Wayne's Hurricane Bar. Preceded in death by his wife, Carolyn, mainly because she had had enough of his shenanigans, son Christopher Wayne Neal, mother Irene, father Harold, uh, brother Jim, and sister Candy. He survived by his favorite son, Buddy, and another kid. <laughs> Some grandchildren, a few more great-grandchildren, a trilogy of a trilogy of brothers and sisters. Um, he had a passion for old cars, Scotch, his construction company, Scotch travel, and oh yes, Scotch. <laughs> oh, by the way, did we mention Scotch? Um, he will be missed by many and remembered by all who knew him. Um, and the, just kind of gives the funeral services and yeah. his pallbearers. bears. So, what do you think about that?
0: That's pretty funny. It gets me thinking. So he wrote his own uh, a bit, a yeah. ob- bit. If you were going to write your own a bit, give me a little taste of it. Oh, man. I tell you what, let me read this other one. There. Okay. Yeah, we can get back here. to it. We can get back
1: to it. Oh, man, I got to think about that. Yep. Um, So this is another um actual. um.
0: This one's not so obituary. funny.
1: Right? <laughs> yeah, this is actually an obituary <laughs> written also out of Texas, out of Galveston. And this is written for a gentleman by the name of Leslie Ray Charving. Okay. Um, his daughter actually wrote this. And uh, po- posted in the Galveston, Texas pa- uh, paper there, um, he had cancer. Um, anyway, it starts, at, uh, starts way- this way. Um, at a young age, Leslie quickly became a model example of bad parenting combined with mental illness and a complete commitment to drinking, drugs, womanizing, and being generally offensive. Leslie enlisted to serve the, uh, in the Navy, but not so much in a brave or patriotic way, but as more of a plea deal to escape sentencing of, on criminal charges. Uh, Leslie's hobbies included uh, being abusive to his family, expediting trips to heaven for the beloved family pets and, and fishing animals, Wow, uh, which he was less skilled uh, with than the previous mention. Um, Leslie's life served no other uh, obvious purpose, um, but it did not contribute to society or serve his community, and he possessed no redeeming qualities besides quick-witted sarcasm, which was amusing during his sober days. Okay. Um, with Leslie's passing, when uh, with Leslie's passing, he will be missed only for what he never did, being a loving husband, father, and a good friend. Leslie's passing proves that evil does, in fact, die, and hopefully marks a time of healing and safety for all. So the daughter asked to remain anonymous, okay. obviously. But man, what do you think of that? That's pretty actually brutal.
0: Yeah. So I guess that actually actually brings me uh, to another question. Oh, okay. So I had the first question. Uh, my next one is, what would your obituary say if your daughter wrote it? Mm. <laughs> would it be similar? Well, it, I guess it all depends on uh, uh, when I pass,
1: <laughs> because. If if I pass right now, yeah. my daughter probably thinks I'm a butthole.
0: I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> you th- made her mad today. Well,
1: thirteen years old, man, yeah, you're you're true. perpetually mad at no,
0: teenage years. Right. Me
1: you're just going to be perpetually mad at your parents. So right. I'm sure that uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully, she can find some redeeming qualities in my parenting skills. I yeah. mean, I don't know. But what about if you wrote it? If I wrote it, I really don't like to talk about myself, be honest <laughs> with you. But hopefully, it just
0: be a blank page. You know, well,
1: I mean, hopefully hopefully people would know that I actually love people, yeah, you know, and actually care about humanity and things like that. But I don't know.
0: I, I, I'm sure I'd probably throw in some sarcasm and quick wit. Right. It wouldn't just be Mojo died.
1: No, no, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. Yeah, ho- 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 hopefully, hopefully it would be, you know, kind of some funny <laughs> stuff. Cause I mean, this life is so brief, you know, yeah. you gotta, I hear you. I think you gotta be kind of remembered for who you are. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm a jovial kind of guy, so yeah. I hope hopefully people will remember me for that. So
0: so along that same vein, I've I've thought about this a little bit. Okay, because I've been asked similar questions, maybe not exactly this one, but I could see myself going with something like, um, you know, a reference to my beautiful wife, uh-huh. who I've told uh, smoking hot wife. Yeah, Oh, yeah. Um, who I've told on occasion that when I die, her next uh, marriage should be for money, not for right, love. Right, Or um, looks. Yeah, so, I mean, I've gone down spirals before and been like, I'm going to die in this car accident. <laughs> I'll just call her and be like, marry for money. That's yes, right. Because uh, um, she, she didn't do that the first time. So, um, And then, you know, a couple jokes, making fun of my brothers or something like that. And then I'd just be like, the money is buried. And dot 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 nothing, <laughs> pen ran out of ink. <laughs> I like that. So I I think that might be uh, close to mine.
1: Yeah, take ten steps to the east. <laughs> yep, you know, cr- crossing. Yeah, follow
0: can, the yellow brick road. Yeah, I like that.
1: That's pretty cool. So
0: <laughs> I like the idea of writing your own obit, though. Yeah, I don't know why people don't do it more often. I mean, you probably don't want to think about yourself dying. It's a
1: fact of life. Let's
0: just do this every New Year's. We'll write our own obit just in case we die that year. Yeah,
1: that's actually not bad. That's actually probably a pretty good New Year's resolution I can get behind. Yeah, of.
0: and it pro- it takes some uh, some heat off of your family to have to do it. You know, they've but, got enough to deal with at The funeral. That's
1: right. It also may put things in perspective too, where you know you 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 don't so much focus on. Uh, that, but maybe that maybe put things in perspective where you want to live that whole year. Yeah, and maybe do some things that you maybe put off the previous year,
0: and you want to live for that next obit. That's right. You know, you want to be able to say good things about yourself. That's right. I like it. Let's get this started.
1: Let's do it. We'll start a new trend.
0: Yeah, can we get some people to send in their obits for us? You think <laughs> we can get a couple?
1: I will. How I'll, I'll put that out there on the Facebook. Simply <laughs> so get anybody, see anybody has any takers. You know, back in back in high school, yeah, you used to write your senior obituary. Oh, really? I don't know if you ever had that. I that did was, not. That was something we had to do at our high school. So. So uh, I think I came across mine the other day. Yeah. I was looking through some junk, trying to find a birth certificate, and uh, it was just
0: stupid. You found a death. <laughs>
1: it, was, it was stupid. It yeah. was like my 17-year-old self. I'm like, man, I thought it must have been so funny. <laughs> so I'm sure the 60-year-old self would probably think my 40-year-old self is stupid. Right.
0: It is it's funny it is. how that goes. You know one thing I can tell you for sure, though? What's that? My wife is not going to be as funny as me writing my obit.
1: <laughs> probably. <laughs> definitely not. Do not leave the humor to a grieving widow. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, could, I probably could agree with that with my I, wife, too.
0: I want my mom to write it. If uh, if I don't write it, my mom would be hilarious. Oh, you think so? Oh, she'd be funny. I get my sense of humor from her. That's cool. And She's been listening lately, so hey, Mom. <laughs> Hi, Mom. Thanks for listening. Uh, Appreciate
1: you letting her son, your son fill in. So.
0: <laughs> she, Her favorite thing. I talked to her, I think, two days ago. Favorite thing. Why do they keep saying Durin? <laughs> Why do they keep saying Haiby, Durin? Uh, Haiby, I Haiby Dern? I love
1: yeah. it. I love it. we do to get her down here. Actually, we should call her one
0: day. Call Mama Congdon?
1: Yeah, we'll call her and uh, put her on the
0: show. Oh, she'd love it. We'll All do right. that.
1: We'll do that next episode. Done. Done. All right. So, so, so we're going to take a little break, and we'll come back with uh, our last segment. We're just going to do something kind of funny this week, and uh, we're not going to be so serious. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back.
0: Welcome back to the uh, Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. We're gonna uh, finish up this uh, this beautiful, beautiful, uh, big and free podcast. Although I miss big it, and, big and inspired. I'm big and ins- very much big and inspired. Um, with a nice little segment that uh, he probably would like to be here for. I think he'd enjoy this. Yeah. We're going to talk about um, movies that...
1: Yeah, our two guys take this week is going to be <laughs> n- nothing serious. We're just going to talk about movies. Yeah, so.
0: movies that would not be able to be made today. Yeah, think,
1: so sit back and think. I, I know most of our listeners are um, weren't born like 15 years ago. So um, So think back to your collective thought of all the movies that you've seen. And think of uh, some of the movies that would not be able to be made now.
0: And if we miss some, um, feel free to yeah. let us know.
1: Because, you know, when I think about that, I think about the movies that either either pushed yep. social issues or that would push, like, I guess be a trigger. Yeah.
0: Is what I guess when I think of it. So what you got? So I, um, I didn't really come up with much of anything. Mm-hmm. I um, just kind of hit a roadblock, but I did look it up and what someone else has thought. And an interesting one to me was Ghostbusters.
1: Now, what was their thought on Ghostbusters? Because I'm kind of curious.
0: The the as they put it, crimes against political correctness. Uh, White, a 75% white male cast (laughs) couldn't happen today. Um, Elder abuse. Apparently, they make fun of old people. Okay, it's been a long time since I've seen Ghostbusters. Actually, don't say it. I'm trying to think
1: of elder abuse and just
0: I don't know. Um, Attempted date rape. I don't remember that, but they uh, give, they give a line. Um, sexist language, sexism towards the elderly, um, anti EPA agenda. <laughs> oh my gosh! And this is my favorite part. Possibly responsible for global warming. The Ghostbusters are responsible. Uh,
1: so, basically, we need to put a social justice warrior on the staff at Hollywood just to direct movies. I guess. Yeah. what would that movie look like? I wonder
0: now they just yeah. did one What's that a ghostbusters. I'm t- uh ghostbusters you mean t- like you know
1: what like uh, take a movie and take any random movie and just have like a, a cultural social- i mean what would the cast look like? What would the storyline be i mean i don't I don't quite get it yeah so um when I think back, I think of uh a lot of a lot of comedies during late seventies early eighties right. Probably hit that, that bank. Yeah. Um, just actually watched this on Netflix for the
0: 13th time Okay,
1: um, last night. Blazing Saddles.
0: Yep, that was one's definitely on the list and definitely could not be made today. No,
1: no. Um, I mean, it could be made, but it would probably offend <laughs> so many people yeah. just because of uh, the racial content. And, you know, Mel Brooks, um, as a director and producer and writer, very ingenious on how he pushed um, taboos that right. were actually things that pushed the social construct just a little bit further and actually made things more acceptable. So um, that was a very cutting edge movie when it came out. Yeah. I mean, so besides, besides Gene Wilder, he had uh Clay Va- uh, little, who was the, uh, the, uh, b- he played Bart, the sheriff. And anyway, Bart, the sheriff just pushed so many social, social stereotypes and stigmas. Um, he was obviously the, uh, protagonist, uh, be the, the black sheriff and just, just funny one-liners. Man. Yeah. Just had, has you cracking in stitches. Um, another movie I don't think could be made today would be soul man. Oh yeah. You Remember that movie? I don't. Soul man is about, um, a, uh, a white student okay. who basically wears
0: blackface, Uh, and, uh, definitely could not be done today. <laughs> yeah, I could don't barely think... be done back then.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, probably, <laughs> but um it was one of those movies that just pushed the envelope because um you had so many uh st- so many things being pushed back in the 80s where you had um affirmative action, um you had certain you know amount of percentages of uh, uh black community having to come into tr- uh, to schools and yeah. jobs and things like that. So definitely, I don't think it, obviously it couldn't be done today. I mean, heck kids uh, get in trouble for putting a charcoal face mask on, yeah. taking an Instagram picture and that people think it's cultural appropriation. So um,
0: movies like animal house or porkies. I've got animal house on my list here. Yeah. Porky's um, revenge of the nerds. Revenge of the nerd is also on the uh, list. But
1: yeah, animal house and porkies are those college movies that, you know, where everyone thinks that, you go to college and drink, which is yeah. pretty much true. Of a lot of schools and party, and uh, there's a lot of uh, date rape and insin- uh, insinuations and yeah. um, innuendos. So that's definitely another movie. And por- same thing with Porky's. Um, yeah, Revenge of the Nerds.
0: Uh, interesting thing with Animal House that they've got on here: horse, uh, horse murder,
1: horse murder, horse murder. I would never have thought about that. Yeah, yeah. That was actually such a small part, but evidently it made struck a chord with somebody. I guess. Yep. But um yeah, and also Revenge of the Nerds with uh you know the jocks versus the nerds yeah I guess uh, I guess that would probably go down in the bullying books so yeah and also I guess a whole a whole genre that could not be done today in our current climate is um, you remember all the post World War II movies mm-hmm. you know just the um, military movies yeah and that, that could not be made today I mean you'd have people screaming um colonial colonialism and things like that you know people, pe- yeah. people people get so crazy when they think about that but um what about are, airplane
0: you remember airplane yeah yeah
1: don't call me shirley yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. um
1: is that on the list
0: yeah it is insensitivity towards alcoholism PTSD drug abuse oh my lord child endangerment objectification of women violence towards women religious intolerance balloon um I can't say that word. We're going <laughs> to we're gonna skip over that word. You can uh, look up the list yourself or go back and watch the movie and guess what that word is. Wow. Yeah. So, so the airplane's on the movie. Airplane's on the airplane list. Airplane is on the list. You know, I did read one list that had Dirty Harry on there. Oh, really? Yeah, because of copy abuse. And, yeah. And, uh, Don't Call Me Shirley might be one of my favorite lines, oh, yeah. by the way. Just so we're on the right.
1: same page. Shirley, you can't be serious. <laughs> Don't Call Me Shirley. <laughs> so good. Yeah, that's a... Uh, it's a funny movie. Yeah, I mean, it's actually probably one oh, of the top comedies of all time. I think is on some some people's list. Oh
0: yeah, it's a good one. Soul Man's on here. You mentioned that. What else is on here? Anything? Nope. I think that's all. That's all the good ones. Always. But I think
1: I think uh, movies like Blazing Saddles that push that racial vein yeah. a little further just to kind of break the break the stereotype and stigma. I, obviously, I don't think those could be made today because people would misinterpret those. You take someone who's a, millenn- a millennial that's really into. Uh, just so sensitive and triggered by everything could not watch that movie. Yeah. I mean, they would, so it's a fun time. Yes, right. <laughs> well, stay tuned. We're going to take a small break and we have our special guest, uh, coming in studio today. This is commoners brewing. Um, we actually have a gentleman by the name of Marty and also his partner, um, Woody, who are coming in and they're going to share their experiences with, uh, trying to get a brewery open and how they started. And, um uh, pretty much that and everything between that and their any other questions we have? I'm, just, I'm looking so forward to this interview and I've been waiting to taste test their beer, which they uh, gleefully brought for us. So stay tuned. We'll be right back.
2: If you know me, Biggin, you'll know I'm crazy about Kentucky and bourbon. So what happens when you throw coffee beans in a bourbon barrel? It's pure magic. I stumbled upon Kentucky Knows bourbon barrel coffee a few years ago during a trip to Lexington, and it was love at first sip. From the heart of a true craftsman comes the unique combination of coffee and bourbon, do yourself a favor and check out KentuckyNose.com to get the finest bourbon barrel coffee the Bluegrass has to offer. Check out KentuckyNose.com. You can also check out his new store at 337 West Broadway Street if you're just hanging around Frankfort, Kentucky. It's a new store, it's supposed to be really awesome. So go check it out, KentuckyNose.com. And some of my songs I have casually mentioned the fact that. That I like to drink beer
1: This little song is more to the point Roll out the barrel and lend me your ears I like beer It makes me a jolly good fellow I like beer It helps me unwind And sometimes it makes me feel mellow Welcome back to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. This is Bojo, and we have our um, special guest this evening is Commoners Brewing Company here in Concord. They are getting ready to open up uh, here in a few weeks. Um, I have their owners, uh, two of their owners, two out of three, uh, Marty Jackson and also Nathan Woodward, a.k.a. Woody or the Woodmeister or whatever else we want to call him. I guess. Uh, Welcome to the show, guys
2: how you doing thank you Good Appreciate to be being here. Being here. <laughs> all
1: right so here give me a little backstory on uh on commoners and um yeah just where you guys started and where we at to today
2: um i uh met these guys actually at church um i had uh been, i'm sorry yeah <laughs> at church um, and uh i had uh been a part of the band for a little while and uh what so what, people, what do you play? I play the bass. Okay. and uh, I
1: picked you for a French horn.
2: <laughs> he looks yeah, like, I totally look up. Uh, he looks like looks he like, blows <laughs> a horn. Yeah.
1: Uh, I, easy obviously, easy. podcast lady, you can't see what he looks like. He kind of looks like Kenny G. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, or a cross oh, between yeah. that and Jesse James. Yeah, right? <laughs> Oh, that's an ugly man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Curly hair and tattoos.
1: And a saxophone that can melt you. That's melt right, your lady. That's uh, right.
2: right. But, uh, yeah, we met at uh, at church. Um, I had plans, actually, to just open a a small burger joint with some good uh, Carolina craft beers. And um, after meeting with Marty and Thomas, uh, they introduced me to the brewing side. They had been brewing for several months, and uh, so I said, I'd love to sit in on a couple brew sessions with you. So we started brewing together, and uh, about i don't know maybe a year in we started feeling like we had pretty good product and a lot of sampling out a lot of small tastings and parties and weddings and this and that and uh so we decided to build a business plan this and that's kind of where we are now and and now it's actually seeing the fruits of our labor at this point you know uh, starting to see production and uh productivity and the build out and uh it's been a dream up till two weeks ago basically i
1: saw that you guys posted uh that you guys got the concrete poured in. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. That's, that's a big step going from basically dirt, you know, four yeah. walls and dirt to, yeah. you know, some plumbing and concrete. So I've been there It's exciting. You know,
2: I, I yeah. had, uh, for, we've been planning this for so long, four years now, over four years. And, um, how long, yeah. how long did,
1: when did you come on board?
2: I came along about six, seven months into y'all's yeah. brewing, okay. yeah. uh, y'all's brewing efforts. So, uh, well, yeah. they were pretty, you know, still green under, uh, behind the ears as far as, um, the whole brewing world. And uh I had been I worked at Budweiser at the time and um and um just had this passion for craft beer anyway. Yeah. Um just from selling it and uh a lot of the reason I didn't stay there is because they didn't want me to push craft beer. They wanted their Bud Lights and their Michelob Ultras. Produced. Which is
1: ironic cuz uh, AB just bought several large craft breweries out of texas which makes no sense whatsoever yeah i don't understand it
2: yeah Mm -hmm. so uh that's why
3: gm bought the car that runs on water (laughs) Yeah, exactly
2: yeah yeah Yeah, so they're trying you know as and as a uh way to get retribution i decided to start brewing myself so that's right Perfect. Little finger to the man. I got yeah, you. Yeah, I got you. That mob, so, that, that kingdom's gonna fall. <laughs> one beer at a time. Yeah, one beer at a time. <laughs> one Clydesdale
1: at a time. Well, I mean, you know, I think Mick Ultra and some of those beers are the beers that you stop. You start drinking when you stop drinking sure. the real stuff. Yeah, yeah. When you want to kind of sober up. So,
2: that's always been the joke. I appreciate Budweiser for introducing me to the beer. There you yeah. go. To beer. Period. Not to Budweiser. <laughs> Just to beer. <laughs> hey,
1: I think mine was a. I think mine was a Rolling Rock. Or Zima, which is
2: now oh, a Budweiser man. product. Zima, a Roller Rock Zima still exists. Zima's heard, coming back. Zima's, Zima's coming, coming back, back. Yeah, actually. Oh, yeah. Wow, I remember oh. some bad nights with Zima. <laughs> yeah,
1: I remember. Uh, man, when I was in, I lived in Chattanooga, going to a seminary in Cleveland, Tennessee, we'd go down to the club, and it's called Barons, and you know, we'd get a Zima with cherry juice in it. Uh, I was, I was only, like, 17, but it was, it was, okay. pretty, it was still pretty
3: cool. think Cisco will come back next. Yeah, Oh, jeez.
1: I hope not. So someone got a beer kit, Mr. Beer Kit, from
3: uh, uh, the Home and Garden Store and started brewing. Is that what it was? No, actually, um, we, you know, I told you, Thomas and I had, uh, went to um, Yadkinville with our wives and uh, did several vineyard tours. And uh, one of the vineyards had just started a small brewery on site. So we spent you know a couple of hours walking through the brewmaster and looking at the equipment and talking to him about the process and it just sparked something and we got intrigued and we're like well, we want to try this Let's, we can do this so it was a few weeks before Christmas when we got back so we came home and told everybody hey if you're getting me a Christmas present send me a gift card give me some cash whatever you know don't buy me anything just give me a little bit of money to spend yeah and we started scouring you know um, Craigslist and different things and looking for home brewing equipment right and. You know, that process took a few weeks to get it all put together and um you know, design the system the way we wanted it and what we were comfortable with. And we just started and we just dove right in and started making beer. I, we,
1: out of your garage, I guess. Out of in my
3: garage, yeah. Yeah. Every beer we've made so far has been in my garage. <laughs> <That's laughs> so <awesome. laughs> So basically somewhat
1: what, what is the the process from day one to day bottle? You know, what, what what are we starting with here? I mean obviously you gotta have water, yeast, water, yeast, hops, green, hops.
3: Right.
1: So mix all that together, shake it up.
3: Shake it up. Magic you know, say the magic words. <laughs> Dominus some of us Oof, Give yeah. me beer.
1: That's right. How many how many days do we brew for?
3: Uh well I mean brewing, the brewing process just takes a few hours. Okay. Okay. Um you can, you know, from start to finish a brew day for us, set up to clean up, you know, six, six and a half hours, depending on how much we drink in the process of <laughs> making the beer. Yeah. It tends um, to slow things down. It can. It can, it can <laughs> slow things down. Um, but, you know, the brew day is, you know, about six hours. Okay. Uh, then you're looking anywhere from seven to ten days in fermentation. Right. And uh, from there, depending on you know, it, secondary could take longer, depending on what type of beer you're making, whether you dry hop it, whether you're adding any secondary flavors. So, I mean, typically for a, just a home brew, you know, about 30 days, you're ready to drink it. All right. Maybe a little more.
1: I think that's what I remember. In my yeah. days of trying to brew it, bathtub bathtub gin or whatever. Yeah, I've
0: known a couple of people that you know did the homebrew thing, and they would drinking their first batch as they were doing their next batch yep. and kept you know kind of that cycle going but mm-hmm. their cycle always got broken when they had a bad batch oh yeah and yep. then they're like ah, i don't enjoy drinking this so i don't enjoy making it and the cycle just ends
3: we've had a few of those uh we've had a couple one of them still sitting in my closet right now i call it uh, an experiment yeah. because <laughs> it looks like a science experiment right now <laughs> um we're gonna let that sit for about a year and just see, oh, what, wow. and see what it turns into oh, okay but um, you, you
1: can always tell when um, a guy gets a beer kit for, like, Father's Day or Christmas because <laughs> all of a sudden they start hitting you up for amber bottle,
3: bottles. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Save, yeah. save all always. your beer bottles. Save all your beer bottles. Yeah. yeah, yeah we, we went through that process for about six months. Well, about a year. Yeah. We bottled everything. Okay. And that was probably the driving – I was the driving force behind right. kegging because okay. I hate bottling. Right. I absolutely despise well, it. Well,
1: kegging's kings more money I mean, it's more
3: money yeah. but it's about a tenth of the time involved oh, yeah. okay. and so you mm-hmm. know you, you bottle 10 gallons of beer that's a lot of bottles well, yeah, yeah for sure well, you time, gotta, time is money yeah so. and you got to clean every one of them sanitize all of them fill them cap them 10 gallons of beer in two kegs takes you know an hour and you're done
1: yeah mm-hmm. so you guys are primarily going to just going to look at in-house retail
3: for now that's okay. our main objective we we really want to be um, the neighborhood bar for the guys that live in our area. Okay. We want you to come out and hang out. We want we, we want our regulars. You know, right. we want Norms to walk through the door, and we know Norm's kids' names.
1: Yeah, that's right. So, what what are some features of? Because obviously, we were, we were talking beforehand, and it originally kind of started out as a restaurant with a bar, and then yep. it went from bar that with food, and then it's gone to nothing to do with food. Maybe, I'm sure you'll probably do the food truck. Maybe pop in or whatever.
3: Um, some food trucks. Um, we do have a restaurant next door that we are going to try to partner with to offer some options. What and, type of? Food uh, do they it's do? it's a bar. It's uh, Copper Ale House is the, okay. name oh, the restaurant. Okay. So they're they have some they're I'd say upscale bar mm-hmm. food would probably be the best way to say it. They have <laughs> gotcha. some things you wouldn't typically see on a bar menu. Then um, there are a couple other restaurants coming into the. On um, the guess development is the best right. way to say it. They'll be opening with this this year. So we're hoping to partner with them also. There's a, a Thai sushi place coming in.
0: Awesome. Have a couple options. Yeah. yeah.
3: And then, you know, obviously food trucks and those kinds. There's a bakery next door. We want to maybe do some dessert beer options okay. with them kind of thing.
0: That's awesome. How many uh, different kinds of beers do you guys have right now? We
3: have seven in the can right now that okay. are ready to go. We have four others that are we're currently developing. Right. And awesome. uh, we're hoping we'll have 12 taps. Okay. And um, we'll probably open with six beers just to... For the sake of production and yeah, consistency. Yeah, just get it going. Yeah. And what,
1: are what, are, what are those, like, six or seven that you're the trying six to... six or
3: seven, um, without getting too specific, we're a stout, an IPA. We're actually going we to have two IPAs, a regular IPA and a black IPA. Okay. Uh, we have a porter, a blonde, a red, and uh help me out. I'm missing one. I know it. Um. The mutt. the mutt. The <laughs> <laughs> Heinz
1: fifty seven. Yeah, 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 really, Behind's that it 57.
3: is. It, it was a happy mistake that we're happy to reproduce because oh, it cool. turned out much better than we that's ever cool. thought it would. Great,
0: okay. yeah. so you mentioned um, going to weddings. Um, how did how did that work out? How did you get into that? How did that work? I'll
2: let <laughs> on that. That wasn't a part of that one.
3: Um, that actually was just the uh, worship director at our church. Okay, uh, his oldest daughter was getting married. And they really wanted to do something special um, with the beer at the wedding. They didn't. They didn't want to just go buy a couple of kegs somewhere. Right. So uh, we actually had him uh, buy all the ingredients, and we taught him how to make beer.
0: Oh, that's awesome!
3: And uh, that was kind of the process. We made the beer. We helped him make the beer for his daughter's wedding. Oh, that's great! And uh, we just used a couple of our recipes to do it, and yeah. it, it worked out really, really good. Uh, we had a great response. It was the one thing i looked for when i was uh walking around at the end of the night is you can tell if people like your product by how much is left over in the glasses for sure and if you're walking around and you're seeing you know glasses on every table with they're still half full you're yeah. like okay maybe there's something wrong here and we were we couldn't find glasses that had anything left in them wow. so we were pretty happy about that it was um that was our uh, our IPA and we had a uh, pineapple pale ale okay and our red at that wedding, and they went over really, really well.
1: I wonder what I wonder what nationally right now. I wonder what the top three, you know, beers are. Would it be a, probably an amber or red
3: know, an IPA, you, or, IPA, or,
2: IPA? IPA, IPA, IPA. Probably and about twenty five percent of the total craft beer market. Really, um, and it's growing. Yeah. Um, I think pumpkin's still one of the tops. In all honesty, yeah. I mean, and a lot of people seasonal, hate to hear that, uh, and, and, it, and it is very heard, seasonal. But, but you'll have people that don't generally drink beer drink until, a pumpkin beer until yeah. pumpkin time. So I mean, they
0: get so excited. Fall comes around. Oh, yeah. says, yeah. well, I yeah. usually I
1: usually break out my sweat, my yoga pants, my Uggs. Yeah. So. Exactly. <laughs>
2: that
3: was the exact picture I had in my mind. It's like they they just migrate from Starbucks to the, the breweries in right. October, and they yeah. bring they bring their pocket dogs. Uh, yeah. yeah oh man that,
1: that's so aggravating i hate <laughs> even pumpkin to be on the list but um i'm fighting it that's right <laughs> you know and most most breweries i've kind of got to know around here i know that a lot of them start out with the the wholesale in mind yeah you know um they really kind of gear up for that and all of a sudden they kind of open a bar as a secondary thing so mm-hmm. to hear that you guys are primarily focused on being the neighborhood you know hang out get together is pretty awesome um no, you guys are located. Where on Copper? You guys are on Copperfield. Where at Copperfield
3: mm-hmm. Boulevard, uh, ten forty eight, Suite one hundred and one. Um, you know, as you're going past the hospital on Copperfield, right before you get to eighty five, it takes a pretty sharp curve. Yeah, right. Yeah. we're right in that curve at the top of the hill, right oh. beside the Waffle House. Right beside the Waffle Perfect. House, actually. It's yeah. actually
1: not too far from
2: our church. Yeah, <laughs> actually, Thanks. actually, when we were doing uh, a little bit of modeling as far as uh, where we wanted to be. We initially wanted to be downtown, like down sure. right here where we are right. uh, tonight, but um just didn't work out. Um things just didn't play in our, our direction and uh when we started looking out elsewhere, the first thing I noticed was Waffle House. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, if you look at the history of Waffle House, their business model is perfect. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they do not place a Waffle House where there's no business. That's right. and if if there's a Waffle House, you're sure to have business. That's Absolutely. Right. <laughs> so we set a right side. Perfect. that's
1: actually a perfect a perfect venue you drink yeah. you drink beer oh, then you absolutely. need some hash browns to suck <laughs> soak, it yeah. soak it
3: all up so you can drive home
1: that's absolutely. right that's right yep. um the uh do you have like a, you know part of the five-year plan do you guys have multiple locations in Are you think maybe going to wholesale
3: or eventually okay. i mean we would like to eventually maybe distribute uh maybe not so much wholesale i'm not sure i want to be in every grocery store yeah um i want to be I kind of want them drinking our beer to be something that you have to not want to say work to do.
1: It's like a destination, but kind of thing. a destination. No, I want people
3: the like the what I think about. I think about Burial in Asheville. I don't know if mm-hmm. you guys are familiar. No, I'm, not, I'm not familiar with Burial. Their their beer is phenomenal, and there there are people that drive two three hundred miles to try their beer, and that's the kind of reputation I want. I want people to go. I can't get this anywhere, but you know, on spot. You know, I'm driving through Greensboro. I'm gonna drive 45 minutes out of my way to get a six pack and take it home with that's, me. That's cool. Well, that's what that's the vision I have. That's where we want to be. A, that's
1: a, that's an awesome uh, an awesome thing because you you don't see these guys doing it. I mean, all these yeah. other breweries, man, they're just trying to right. make that quick buck in the grocery yeah. stores or whatever. So, yeah. yep. Um.
0: So when I uh when I go to you know all the craft breweries around here, um. I kind of find myself having a little bit of a hard time finding what I like because I'm not a big IPA guy, and that's what, like you said, most people have. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there a reason for, like, less of the, like, lighter golden type beers? Um, You know, is that a, a, like, is there a reason that there's less of that, or is that just a taste thing that most people aren't like me? I
3: I think it is a little bit of a taste thing. Okay. Um, we we kind of jokingly refer to the lighter beers as your gateway beers. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, what we hope to do, we actually we have three of them. We have three, what we call gateway beers. Okay. And our goal is to, you come in and say, hey, I normally drink you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, say you're a Bud Light drinker, just right. for example. Hey, I normally drink Bud Light. I, I don't know what to order here. I want to be able to give you something that is not going to overpower you on day one. Yeah, but absolutely. You can say... Okay, that it tastes a lot better than my Bud Light or my Budweiser. I'm intrigued, mm-hmm. and maybe you come back, you know, twice in a month, and maybe by that third visit, I move you over to something a little with a little more flavor, and you just kind of gradually move into it. Yeah, absolutely. Th- that's kind of our what we want to do. Awesome, because we want you. There's so many different flavors out there. You can create anything you want with yeah. beer and food pairings and anything you want to do. The imagination is the only limina- limitation you really have. And we want to get people on that journey of saying, okay, well, I started here, you know, in maybe six months, we've got you drinking a raspberry sour that you never thought
0: you would drink in your yeah, life. absolutely. You know? I've definitely stumbled into some, you know, some definitely ones that I like from doing stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. going to a brewery that I like and just veering off and yep. trying different stuff. So that's a, I think it's a good plan.
2: And, and a man's palate is com- totally changing. Oh, your, absolutely. your palate changes all the time. Yeah. I mean... You'll drink uh, for the longest time. I was a dark beer guy. I was porters and stouts, and, that, and those guys was like, "You can't handle IPAs." <laughs> well, I couldn't. I yeah. couldn't at the time. It's too hoppy. Um, I remember the first time I tried an IPA, and it was the Blue Point. Um, the Blue Point um, yeah, yeah, the IPA huh. blew me out of the water. I was like, "My God, this is nasty." You know. <laughs> but the more and more I started drinking something with a little bit more hop, mm-hmm. the more and more my profile started changing. Or my palate started changing. Now. I'm like an IPA guy. I'm yeah. a guru for IPAs. <laughs> and it's bad because I try to keep my palate kind of even keel yeah, so right. I can at least be able to recognize a good porter or a good stout when I drink one. Right, you know, sure. so.
3: And it makes it hard to buy a six-pack because I'm your sure wife's a porter stout girl. That's
2: exactly <laughs> uh, right. That's <laughs> when you get the Harris Teeter and get the yeah. mixed pack.
1: You know? Exactly.
3: That's, that's what my uh, house lives on. Or yeah. you just get two. At the, uh, this is
1: actually the first IPA I've had probably in about six years. Yeah, when I, wow. I, I had a bar, had a couple bars and. uh, New Holland came out uh, with a yeah. Ranger IPA. Oh yeah, that, that absolutely ruined me from IPAs for the longest time. So um, that's, I think, their,
3: that's their imperial, right? It's like nine and a half percent or something in the Ranger. Their imperial, yeah. yeah it
1: it, it, it wasn't the alcohol; it's just I don't know what it, it was. Like you know, after you you know after you have a skunk or a polecat out on oh, the yeah. road oh, for yeah. about a week, that's what it kind of smelled oh, yeah. like. The
2: IBUs will put you, put you on your rear end, yeah, <laughs> for sure.
1: But yeah, that and I think I had the hopsecutioner. Which, uh, oh, yeah, I, I it's think another... about, is that by Terrapin? I think, yeah, you know? that'll pucker you. Yeah, <laughs> so you guys don't do any rye beers, do you? Not, Not, yet. Not please, yet, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: I'll tell you, I've had some uh rye IPAs lately. That like, are, who,
2: like look, who would you recommend? Um, Otter Creek, Otter Creek's got a great rye. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh,
3: 26 acres
1: rye beer is pretty solid,
2: too. Actually, yeah.
1: I, I have it tried is. theirs, it's actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, they had another one, um, I can't remember, it was, a, it was a play on words, I can't remember the name of it though. <laughs> Something ALR. Uh, no, yeah. it was
3: something else. Uh, well, they're Derida because you they're out in the Der, at the end yeah. of Derida road. That's right. kind of where they, that's where the Derida IPA. Okay, right. Is good. Yeah. yeah
1: there's, I mean, something else. like it was play of words, something fungus.
3: Yeah. I can't remember. Fungus. <laughs> I know which one you're talking about, but F- I can't. Fick, Fick dungus, I think the, is what yeah, it was. Fickle dungus or something yeah, like yeah. that.
1: Yeah. That was a play of words. And guys like, you figured it out. I'm like, yeah. So, <laughs> But, um, speaking of 26 acres, um, same kind of setup. we guys got family-friendly type. Um, Planning to be
3: very family-friendly. Um, we Again, we want you to be able to bring, come over and hang out and you feel comfortable bringing your you know, 12-year-old and right. they can sit there on their iPhone while you have a flight of beers. <laughs> and, yeah, we're definitely going to be a family-friendly environment.
1: Please don't have those German-style benches that have the legs in too close <laughs> where you flip over. <laughs> it's like a seesaw.
3: Most of our seating will be individual.
1: Okay. Awesome. Outside some,
3: seating too? Some outside, outside seating, yes. Uh, we'll right. have a... Uh, plans are to have about an 800-square-foot patio and about a 400-square-foot balcony oh, wow. on the front of the building. So, uh, you know, during the nice weather and you can sit outside, enjoy the sunset, that kind of thing. Yeah, so,
0: that's cool. We uh, went to a uh, brewery last weekend and a couple of my friends were kind of complaining that there weren't any TVs. You guys planning on having some TVs, some sports on, stuff like that? Uh, we
3: will have a couple of TVs, okay. uh, at least two. Uh, that's where we're at right now. We may expand that a little bit later on. Yep. They're not going to be huge. They're not going to be the focal point. But, you know... If Just you're, enough to, you know, if you're twenty minutes early to meet your friends, yeah. and you don't really have somebody to sit there and talk to, you you can, you know, you watch Sports Center or whatever we happen to have on the TV right. at the time. So yeah, we will have that option. Our We're,
0: big thing was, uh, like you know, you don't want to go out because you're missing the game, but right. if you go out and at least you can catch the score and stuff exactly. like that. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's perfect.
1: I think, uh, I think craft breweries really have become a, a folk a center, a center point of destination meet, um. So I, I'm pretty excited to have something up close to us too. So, um, speaking speaking of craft breweries, obviously you guys have developed some palates and tastes from other breweries, small mm-hmm. craft. So name some name some small craft or breweries that you, some beers maybe individually that you just kind of dig from them because I know this is kind of a tight knit community. So oh yeah.
3: Um, well, I mean, I, I, I mentioned Burial earlier up mm-hmm. in Asheville. Right. Um, those guys, they they're to me, are just a cut above most breweries. They really are making great beer right now. Um, we're a pretty big fan of One World up in Asheville. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I will say that. They make good beer. They have a great atmosphere. They're down like three levels in a basement in a uh, building in downtown Asheville. Wow. So you got to do about three flights of stairs just to get to them.
1: Three um, flights back up, too. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, one thing I'll say about them is the, the uh, owner... Has been amazing. Um, I reached out to him blind. Uh, I went to his, went there on a the weekend. Just had a couple beers, saw his setup, and I just kind of liked it. So I reached out to him blind via email and said, "Hey, this is what I'm doing. Do you mind if I bounce a few things off of you?" He was right back to me within 24 hours, and he was just very responsive, very open, answered any question awesome. I threw at him. So. Um, I you know he doesn't know me from Adam other than the emails we've exchanged because I've never had the privilege of actually shaking his hand. Right. But um, I'd like you know I do feel a debt of gratitude to him for what he did there, just being so open with everything. Um, TJ, over at
1: High
2: Branch. High Branch, makes the greatest beer around. I mean, oh yeah, what's what's that, that? This uh, for one, that nefarious that he just put out that raspberry saison. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh my god. That's a good beer. I, mean, I heard.
1: Yeah. I actually heard that was an accident too.
2: Uh, yeah, he said it was an accident. Yeah, which I mean, that's the beauty of craft beer. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope he can figure out
3: how to repeat it yeah. because yeah. my wife loves it, and it's going to be hard if he can't remake he's it. A big
2: sis, his IPA, just he's well, just spot on. I yeah. mean, he's a great guy. First of all, first yeah. and foremost, he's a family guy who loves his wife. I mean, he's he's doing the real American dream, and that's building something from absolutely nothing. And, and supporting his family with it and loving what he does that's what we all want. I mean, that's right? And um, he makes great beer. He's a great dude. He I mean, we've I've asked him so many questions. I mean, I'm he's, I'm, I'm sure he's getting sick of <laughs> hearing my name, but um he totally supports us as far as our social media. He likes and shares our posts. I mean, that's what it's about. It's the it's the camaraderie that the craft beer world holds that nobody else, yeah, no other sure. industry in the world does it. No, not, either, and, no, um, not the restaurant industry. Nothing, <laughs> no, and uh, that's, I mean, that's the beauty of craft beer is we have such a knit knit community that, you know, we, we have monthly meetings with um, uh, Cabarrus Brewers Alliance. I mean, we meet with all the other breweries in Cabarrus County yeah. and structure things for the future. I mean, so... I mean, who who says that restaurants don't do that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. no, retail, yeah. retail markets don't Definitely. do that. No. Yeah. Well,
1: speaking from the restaurant world, I mean, you never had guys share recipes, techniques, oh, no. do nothing. I mean, yeah. it was, no. it was a competition. I don't care if you were a fast food joint compared up against a, yeah. a Michelin five star. You not even right? share
3: mayonnaise recipes. <laughs> that's right.
2: You're out, you know, they're basically out to steal every customer they can possibly yep. steal out of the next yep. place down the street. And it's not like that for us. Uh, we're we're actually very inviting for other breweries because the more we have, the more we draw out of Charlotte area, out of Salisbury or... area, yeah. Greensboro area. The out-of-towners or out-of-staters that come through, they look for brewery or nest for breweries to hit. Right. Uh, That's
1: while a big tour town. thing. That's a big yeah, tour huge. thing now. Yeah. It's
3: huge. Well, you know, and the, the guys over at Cabarrus Brewing, um, mm-hmm. they, they played a key role in all of this too because they, you know, up until a couple of years ago, you couldn't have a brewery in mm-hmm. Cabarrus County. Uh, the laws just weren't there, and uh, those guys really plowed the field and got it ready, and That's made awesome. it so other so we could all do this.
1: Yeah. How, how many how many craft breweries do we have in Car- at Cabarrus now? There
3: are four currently pouring beer right now, okay, okay. and uh, we will be the fifth. Okay. Awesome. There's a sixth
2: uh, one in Kannapolis in planning. In planning, probably end of the year, mm-hmm. I think, is what they're
3: looking at.
1: And probably about
0: forty
3: in Charlotte. Yeah. Uh, they're pretty close. Yeah. I think this the, sh- inside of Mecklenburg County is yeah. very close to forty. Wow.
0: So you brought up the laws. Um, I'm from Virginia, and in Virginia, you can't serve alcohol unless you serve uh, 51% food. Oh, wow. Um, So we don't have anything like this where you're just serving alcohol. Right. Um, Is that... Something that was here and that the brewery's changed or? In very similar. In North Carolina, it's county by county. Okay. The county, um, Carolina, North Carolina has
3: a law where you're allowed to do certain things, but the counties pass their own ordinances. Okay. Um, and then in this case, it's the city of Concord mm-hmm. is the one that changed the law. Uh, when we first started this, I think this percentage was uh, 30% food, 70% alcohol. Okay. And um, the city of Concord basically amended their um ordinances to be if you produce the alcohol on site okay you don't have to you don't have to do food right So that that alleviated the food requirement. Now, ABC still requires certain elements of food being available Mm -hmm. depending on what your setup is. Okay. So that's why you'll see the food trucks and partnering with restaurants and things like that to make sure that there's food available for consumption. A Mm -hmm. jar of
1: pickled eggs on the bar. Well, I mean, you
3: know, most people, you know, they have cheese trays. It's just stuff that we don't have to serve like – if I give it to you, you open it. I don't do anything other than sell it to you and hand it to well, you. What if I
1: do a bull peanut trailer? Can I do that? Cause no one does that up here. Absolutely. I'm from, would, I'm from South Carolina. Bring, Yard it, Yard. On. Like bring this, it on. Yeah, that's like caviar. And oh, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> there's a
3: there's a guy on the way to my uh, in law's house, and he's got a little shack sitting right beside Highway 74, and he sells bowl peanuts out of that little shack.
1: I'm about to get the address of that because I'm telling you, we moved up here three years ago. Can't find, can't find. It, it's
3: right as you come into Shelby on seventy four. Okay. He's on the right hand side. It's a little, little wooden shack, and he's got a big sign that says Bull Peanuts."
2: I'm actually going to find out about the laws on that because my dad used to do a uh, food truck, mm-hmm. and uh, he's got a, a vat that he had built that's like two hundred gallons um, that he was actually doing boiled peanuts for in when he was in circuit. Um, so i got to see what the laws are behind that, but I would love to have Blood Peanuts. Oh, man, day. that'd be I mean, awesome. If we had a crock pot set up and just oh, throw some of babies in every morning before I we can, get started. I can tell you that ain't going to fly right I now.
1: Know, <laughs> I know. Oh, man, that would be so awesome. Well, they're
3: prepackaged. Now, that, that, that we can do. If we're prepackaged and we never handle the food, yeah,
1: you let me know. We'll work this you. out. Yeah. I'm, I'm half redneck. Maybe got, we can put them, them, in, maybe maybe we... them.
3: in a burlap sack with drawstrings, a little little there small, go, one, kind of like the size of a yeah. crown royal bag. Yeah, just pass them. do that.
1: Put them in a styrofoam yeah. cup with
3: a, a lid on it.
0: Yeah, I don't know if that will cover, but we'll give it a shot. <laughs> can you give them out? Like, can you give out food? Like, no,
3: no. It's it's a health department thing. More okay, than anything. we don't want to have anything to do with prepping food. Yeah, I mean, if it was me, we we'd have pretzels
0: and chips for sale and I just hand right. you a bag like of chips bags, or yeah. yeah that makes sense well I was pretty excited you guys said you brought in a blonde yeah it's up there a blonde beer awesome. a, blonde a blonde beer, beer. Yeah, a blonde should we, beer. Uh, yeah should we jump into that yeah, yeah let's just, jump the, awesome. just in case my wife's listening I just want to make <laughs> sure she knows
1: what's up. <laughs> looks like it's in an apothecary jar so
3: well this is actually a shout out to my buddy TJ at High Branch I uh it's the only it's the only uh, growler I had available that was sanitized <laughs> I, I at my myself. house, <laughs> so I had to uh, I poured it into one of his growlers on the way out. So after that IPA, I'm not sure how much of this you'll taste, but
2: <laughs> I may not taste anything. <laughs>
3: you no, know,
1: we're I'm going to go down and see. Are you guys going? Speaking of like TJ, and I know a lot of these small breweries are open like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, following yep. the same type of schedule.
3: Um, in the beginning, we're looking at Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, we will eventually add Thursday, and it'll be pretty quick. Um, but we want to kind of get an idea of the demand and the production sure. and what we've got to produce in order to handle everything. Right.
1: There's nothing like running out of beer two days in. Exactly,
3: yeah. yeah. I don't want to have one of those things where I don't have any beer to sell or, you we know.
1: could create your own demand like Starbucks then. Absolutely. So. I just pour pumpkin in it. and <laughs> <see>. <laughs> Two pumps of pumpkin. <laughs> P- t- yeah. Double took, shot of latte. Yeah, you just get all the
3: caffeinated beer. What Was it Buzz beer from Drew Carey? Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, you get the uh, you get that, and then like I said, you'll get all the housewives after soccer practice with made. their hugs. Pumpkin beer.
3: That's fine. I can take. Growl. I can take, I'll, I'll get a growler koozie. They can just take it. To, yes. Take it to soccer practice. Actually,
1: actually uh, uh I used to travel a lot, so I was up in a redneck bar in Johnson City, Tennessee. Is but, there
3: any other kind of bar in Johnson City, Tennessee?
0: <laughs> Come to think of it, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think there's any kind of establishment at all in Johnson City. Oh Tennessee, man, quite, it's a No, no. Yeah. they there's there's quite a few.
1: Trust <laughs> me. But uh, they had the uh, 32 uh, ounce Budweisers. Was their special? And they had a they took a canned good like a pork and bean oh, canned yeah. good, uh-huh. stripped the label, and they put. Trailer Park Styrofoam on the inside of glued it, and that was a koozie for the 32-ounce.
3: <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. That's classy right I was like, there. That,
1: uh, is a, that is a highbrow uh, establishment <laughs> right
3: there. So. Yeah, there used to be a band out of uh, Johnson City, Tennessee called the Everybody Feels. And uh, <laughs> Never heard of that. Never heard of them? No, if no. you ever get a chance, look their stuff up. They broke up several years ago, but I used, they used to come to Charlotte quite often. I'd go see them. If you like kind of an alt bluegrass oh, mountain yeah. kind of music, check what it out. What was the name of the band? Uh, the Everybody Feels. Everybody Feels. Yeah.
1: I know Johnson City had the the best or the worst, whatever, you, whatever your perception is, of the um, name for a, um, how would I phrase it, a gentleman's, gentleman's um, establishment. Ha- hangout <laughs> uh, club <laughs> Yeah, that involved music. And uh, it was called the Fuzzy Hole. <laughs> That's nice. Uh, that was, yeah. That's Johnson City. That's that's City. good. That's, 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 good. That's, that's classy right there. Yeah. yeah. I see,
3: they, they serve the beer in a Dixie cup.
1: <laughs>
0: I think it was BYOB, I yeah. think. So. Uh, oh, man, yeah, yeah. Yeah, bring your old Colt 45. <laughs> but, uh, so um, you, this uh, growler is not the big growler that you know you see sometimes. Yep. Um, when I was in Virginia, at least I think the law has changed since then. They couldn't do these small ones. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something that's kind of changed here too or –
3: um, I'll be honest with you. I think in North Carolina you can do either. Okay, uh, it's merely a kind of a preference thing for the brewery. Um, like I said, that one's one of TJs, and I like it because you know I go in, I went in there. Um, I stopped in on my way home to my hometown for Christmas, and I picked up three growlers because I had a couple cousins that are yeah. craft beer. So we were able to take three different beers and you know really enjoy them. But we didn't sit around and drink. We didn't have to kill three. Yeah growlers you know because one thing about a big growler once you crack it you pretty much got to finish it within 24 48 yeah. hours or it's just not worth it. yeah that was anymore. always the
0: problem with yeah. with you know the big ones is you gotta have a bunch of people ready to help you out yeah because mm-hmm. I mean, flat like the, a soda some of the
3: higher gravity beers i mean you drink you drink a small growler by yourself and you're gonna feel pretty good you drink a big one and your wife's not real happy with you in the morning <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> that's one thing i like about the crab brews too is you never you never get those headaches if you actually partake in a right. extra beer because they don't have all those preservatives yep. and um, you know a lot of the mainline beers, man. They use all kinds of stuff to sure. you know to filter out the bubbling during the process and things like that. So, um, yeah,
3: it forty eight different ingredients in a Budweiser? Yeah, I lot think lot that's what I it think it's like is. 10 more.
1: I think it's 10 more than a, a McDonald's French fry or something like that. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. so, but, mm-hmm. uh, so if you're looking for a health product, I guess a craft brew from <laughs> Commoners is probably close
0: about organic and it, GMOs you get.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm not going to say we're gluten free, but,
0: you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, so, uh, this blonde's pretty solid. Well, thank uh, what's you. the name of it? The... Um, we're still we working out.
3: We were still working out our no, uh, naming. Um,
0: Bombshell
1: blonde.
3: Well, I'll tell you, we've got a, um, we have a naming concept behind okay. everything we're going to do. Okay. And, um, is it name
0: you, it after the podcast you've been on? <laughs> <laughs> Cause we can go to Southern Fried Bond,
3: <laughs> but we can, we can come up with something because really, um, if you'll notice most of our social media, um, our tagline has become part of the story. Okay. Okay. Uh, and we really want to invite anybody that wants to be a part of it to come, you know, be a part of this, of our development and our story. And, um, what we're doing with our naming of our beers is we're naming beers after people.
0: Oh, awesome.
3: And people that have a very interesting story. Um, I'll, use, I'll use our winter ale as an example. Um, my great-grandfather was a still hand for a very prominent bootlegger around the turn of the 19, or around, the right. around the 1900s. And uh, he was tending the still. It was a cold, snowy night. He had a little bit too much to drink while he was tending the still, and he passed out in a snowbank. Okay. developed pneumonia and died a couple of weeks later. Apparently. Oh, wow. Um, so we named our winter ale after him. And his, his name was Addison, so we're calling it Addison's Winter Ale. Perfect. And, you know, it'll be Addison's Winter Ale on the menu. And if you want to know more about the story, there'll be the story will be at the brewery, and you can yeah. read, hey, how did this get its name? But, that's, uh, actually, that's actually pretty cool. It's a great so, idea. We'd
2: love to, like, get it to where that people submit their stories. When we release the beer, have those people come in, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and actually be there there's, at the release. I um, love the, I love the release parties. Yeah, yeah they're, they're awesome. Absolutely.
1: There
3: will be a spot on the website
2: for customers to submit
3: their own stories, and maybe we'll name a beer after you. Wow, Perfect. I bet there's I
1: bet there'll be some interesting ones. Man. Oh, yeah. I'm sure.
3: Probably sure. some we can't print. <laughs> That's right. It'll be fun to read. it <laughs> will. It'll yeah, we well. Peg Leg Bob or something <laughs> like that. <Yeah. laughs> That's
1: awesome. Yeah. So, um, I know the big thing that uh, I've read in the news here uh, lately uh, concerning craft breweries is this limit on um, mm-hmm. how much you can brew. I think it's what twenty eight thousand barrels a year. Uh,
3: twenty five. Twenty five. Twenty five. Okay,
1: so I was giving a little too much credit. Yeah. So, do yeah, um, yeah. you think? you think? Do um, you think North Carolina is going to get rid of that? I know there's a big. App, I know there's a whole, the big brewer association. I mean, they, they're. I guess they're probably a strong voice on the state of Capitol Hill here in North Carolina. So do you think that's gonna go away or do you think that's pretty much gonna stick?
3: I think eventually it will. Um, I think there's enough momentum behind it. I mean I'm being honest from our perspective, it's not gonna be no an issue. You. It's yeah. not gonna be an issue for us for years. Right. Um especially with our model and what our vision is. Um, but some of the bigger guys are starting to put some money behind getting that limit lifted.
1: I know o- uh, OMB. I think. OMB. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, I know uh, Red Oak out of Greensboro. Noda. Wiz- uh, Noda. Yeah. Noda's starting to talk about it. So
1: I heard New Serum up in Salisbury. Maybe yeah. I think. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's. I mean, it's good. And I. I mean, I'm sure like uh, probably the the bigger. Beer oh, yeah. company, national companies will probably have a lobbyist that's anti lobbying. Well, I'm sure too. the distributors
3: too. That, yeah. you know because yeah. the you know the, the the big guys are leaning on their distributors to hold it hold the feet to the fire to the yeah. politicians. Hold so, the line,
1: yeah. yeah. Well, so I guess all craft breweries, I guess they are self delivered by the breweries, right?
3: Not all. I mean, okay. some of the some of them like Noda's already got it. You know, they're I don't think they're still, no, they're they're sure. still, still self distributed. They're still stuff to distribute. Uh, but you got your um, Sierra Nevadas and New Belgians up yeah. in Asheville that they've just moved on and said it's
2: not worth fighting. And really, e- even very small breweries go straight into distribution with someone else. Yeah. Um, it's just it's really fo- focuses around your your business model. What your game plan is. What yeah. your game plan is coming out of the gate. Um, I mean, our our model is we're going to make sure the tap is taken care of. Our local consumer is happy with what we have going on here in Concord. I like that. And mm-hmm. then once we're grow- once we grow to capability, then we'll start servicing outside yeah. outside of taproom.
1: I know you all don't have a set opening date yet, but what do you what are you guys feeling like?
2: We're scared to say <laughs> it's, <laughs> Man, it's been such that. a roller coaster ride to this uh, point um you're I don't want to stick my foot in my mouth so uh, I'm,
3: I'm gonna say ideally sometime in may okay.
2: okay that would be our
3: you know what we're really hoping um it's we're so early in construction. I mean, the walls just started going up today. Um, so, you know, it really depends on how quickly they can get the construction done, and we can get our system set up and tested. It's supposed to get here the last week of March. And once the system lands and we get it put together and set up... So what your draft forces? With, no, dra- our, our brewing system. Okay. okay the actual brewing system will be here at the last week of March. Okay. And it'll probably take us a week to set that up and test it out and make sure everything's like we want it. And then... At that point, it's the other how much, how fast can we make enough beer to open? And Makes I mean, sense. it's still a, it's still a, you know, certain number of days that you've got to have uh-huh. to get stuff done. So, yeah, yeah. And we need, you know, realistically, May in this area is a huge month. I mean, first oh, yeah. weekend is Cinco de Mayo, second weekend is Spring into Arts Festival here in downtown, it's, uh, third weekend is All Star Race, fourth weekend is Coca Cola 600. Right. And we have four hotels within walking distance of our building. Oh, well, paradise, also, yeah. I mean,
1: also said right before the uh, sultry New- North Carolina summer kicks in with the humidity mm-hmm.
2: and mosquitoes, yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. exactly. So May-,
0: May is definitely a big month for you. Yes, so. very much
2: so.
0: You guys uh, planning a big grand opening party or any, like, uh, an event at all?
3: We are working towards that. Okay. Um, I've got, uh, got a little bit of live entertainment lined up Um, as we get a little closer we'll schedule probably a couple food trucks because we know the restaurant next door can't handle the volume of a grand opening Um, we'll probably do one or two soft openings for uh, friends and family absolutely and just kind of work the kinks out of the
1: well I hope I'm on the list (laughs) (laughs) I think you probably will be good good. I I hope so I think we can make that happen all right well, I do, my cardiologist did say a well, beer a day helps thin
3: the hey, blood. So, hey, I, I can give you one little thin it for three days. You know. <laughs> my wife might appreciate that because uh,
1: evidently the the uh, my sleep apnea putting the pillow over my head and squeezing tight is not working it's hard. hard you know, know. So, so, uh, my CPAP machine with the pillow, yeah. So, um, here's an odd question. Last, uh, what would be your
3: uh, if you had if you're dying in your
1: last bowl of cereal? What would be your favorite bowl of cereal?
3: Oh, if I'm dying. What bowl of cereal do I want? <laughs> uh, Cocoa Krispies. It's a good one. I think I'd want a uh, a bowl of Lucky
0: Charms, mm-hmm. but all, marshm- Just all marshmallows. marshmallows. Yeah, you can somebody... order you can order that now. Yeah. Well how about yours, Jeremy? Um huh. I might go with some good kicks. I love kids. Oh yeah,
3: that's yeah.
1: Is that you the one to,
0: Mikey likes? A little bit of sugar on
1: you it. You got to put yeah. a little sugar. sugar. You got to put
3: a little sugar on those.
0: Yeah. My yeah. only count chocolate. It was yeah. like
1: uh, Chocula.
3: they, they Chocula. were like the cardboard version of uh, cocoa yeah. yeah. <laughs> the yeah. <little> Kids were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: you, dude, Captain Crunch, and Captain Crunch would tear the inside of your mouth up. Feel so. like you need stitches. <laughs> and then you also feel like you needed to brush the top of your top of your roof, your mouth with a toothbrush too. So I don't know. It's just a eye question popped up in my head. You look
3: like you look like a dog that's got peanut butter stuck to the roof.
1: Uh, That's right, hey, don't get the ones with berries, man. Those things are so
3: horrible.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, we appreciate you coming in tonight. Anything, anything else you want to share with us? Uh, oh, just plug your Facebook social media.
3: Uh, yeah, uh, Commoners Brewing Company on all three: uh, so Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Instagram. Instagram. Pinterest. Uh, Pinterest nah, not Pinterest yet. Uh, soon to be uh, YouTube channels coming out. Awesome. Uh, okay, cool. We're getting that set up in the next week or so. Uh, keep your eyes out for you know new photos uh we're trying beer to do porn. new beer porn uh we're trying to do a time lapse video of construction so oh, hopefully awesome. oh. hopefully the first one of those will go up next week uh we'll take a week's worth of construction, condense it down to about a two minute video that's awesome, so that's you guys can idea. kind of follow along as yeah, construction awesome. builds up um but just you know keep an eye out can I try to
2: like us follow us. Yeah,
1: That's a big thing, social Become media. Become
2: part of the story.
3: Uh, one thing I can say is yeah. regardless of opening date, we will be serving at the Spring and Arts Festival here in downtown Concord. Awesome. So even if our tap room is not open yet, you will be able to get a sample at Spring and Arts on the 13th of May.
1: Well, I guess one, one last thing I want to ask you is um, anyone out here listening that may be either looking to open a brewery or just chasing a dream, any, any words of wisdom, pearls of wisdom you can <laughs> drop on, on there?
2: Um patience. Yeah. Patience, yeah. patience. Patience, probably yeah. first
1: and foremost. Which you never never ask for that. Never pray for that. <laughs> Never pray never. for patience
3: because he will give you abundance of opportunity to find it. <laughs> yeah. Uh well, actually one other thing I'd like to add yeah. about what we're going to do. Um Sunday evenings, uh, we will be conducting a church service at the brewery from six to seven on Sunday evenings. Okay. Uh, well, so okay. anyone who would like to participate in a uh, church service, worship service that uh, doesn't have a church home or yeah. just wants to enjoy a good beer while they're worshiping. On Sunday evenings from 6 to 7, you know, please come out and join us. That's going to be a staple of what we do. Awesome, yeah. man. So. That's awesome. That seems
2: very odd, but it... Yeah. it uh, hey, you know yeah. what? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think uh, I feel
3: like there are people we can reach in a brewery that will never set foot in a church. Absolutely. I, I say that all the
1: time. God's so. always first for us.
2: Yeah, that's so. right.
1: Love it. That's right. Well, thanks, guys. We appreciate you coming into the show today. Um, once again, you can check them out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we're still trying to get them to open up a Pinterest page for uh, beer porn. <laughs> so, but um, that's probably the only porn you should be watching and looking at anyway. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. But, uh, no, please, guys, check those out. We'd like to thank Marty and Woody for coming in today. Um, fabulous blonde. So I'm hoping to taste the other six beers on the lineup <clears throat> pretty soon. So, anyway, please check those out, and they'll – I guess check out their Facebook page and they'll be kind of, um, yep. they'll keep you posted with their opening and things like that. Um, they're located here in Concord on the edge of Kanapolis. Is it yep. officially Kanapolis? No, we're
3: still officially Concord. 85 okay. uh, is the dividing line and we're about a two iron from 85. All right. Perfect.
1: So, all right. Well, these guys are hopefully give uh, some, some of the big bi- uh, beer, beer, beer business a run for their money. But anyway, please check these guys out and we will talk to you later. Thank you guys. Peace. All right. Thanks,
3: man and we have four hotels within walking distance of our building. Oh, well perfect. also
1: I mean also said right before the uh, sultry New- North Carolina summer kicks in
0: with the humidity of mosquitoes yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. So exactly. Mm-hmm. So May, May is definitely a big month for you yes. so very much so. You guys uh, planning a big grand opening party or any like uh, an event at all?
3: We are working towards that. Okay. Um, I've got uh, get a little bit of live entertainment lined up. Awesome. Um, as we get a little closer, we'll schedule probably a couple food trucks because we know the restaurant next door can't handle the volume of a grand opening. Yeah, sure. um, We'll probably do one or two soft openings for uh, friends and family. Absolutely. And just kind of work the kinks out of the...
1: Well, I hope I'm on the list. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think you probably will be. I Good, we'll I hope so. I think we can make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> All right.
1: Well, my, do- my cardiologist did say a well, beer
3: a day helps thin the hey, blood. So, hey, I, I can give you one that'll thin it for three days. If you want. <laughs> my wife might appreciate that because uh,
1: evidently the the uh, my sleep apnea putting the pillow over my head and squeezing tight is not working. It's not working. Yeah, anyway. So, <laughs> so uh, my CPAP machine with the pillow. Yeah. So, um, here's an odd question. Last, uh, what would be your uh, if you had if you were dying and your last bowl of cereal, what would be your favorite bowl of cereal?
3: Oh, if I'm dying. What bowl of cereal do I want? <laughs> uh, Cocoa Krispies. That's a good one. I think I'd want a uh, a bowl of Lucky Charms, Mm-mm. but all, marshm- Just
0: all marshmallows. marshmallows. Yeah, you can somebody, order you can order that now. Yeah. Well how about yours, Jeremy? Um huh. I might go with some good kicks. I love kids. Really oh yeah, that's yeah. Is that you the one the, Mikey likes? A little bit of sugar you on it. You got to put Extra a little sugar. sugar? You got to put a little sugar on those. I want count chocula. It was like
3: uh, they, they were like the cardboard version of uh, cocoa yeah. pops. <laughs> <that> kits were. <laughs> yeah.
1: Dude, Captain Crunch, and Captain Crunch would tear the inside. Oh, yeah. oh, of yeah. your mouth feel up. Feel like so. you need stitches. And then, you, then you also feel like you needed to brush the top of your uh, top of your roof of your mouth with a toothbrush too. So. <laughs> I don't know. It's just an eye question popping like, in my head. You look
3: like you look like a dog that's got peanut butter stuck to the roof uh, <laughs> That's right,
1: hey, don't get the ones with berries, man. Those things
3: are so horrible.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, we appreciate you coming in tonight. Anything, anything else you want to share with us? Uh, oh, it, I just plug your Facebook social media.
3: Uh, yeah, uh, Commoners Brewing Company on all three: uh, so Facebook, uh, Twitter,
0: Instagram, Instagram, Instagram. Pinterest.
3: Uh, Pinterest, nah, not Pinterest yet. Uh, soon to be uh, YouTube channels coming out. Awesome. Uh, okay, We're cool. getting that set up in the next week or so. Uh, keep your eyes out for you know new photos. Uh, we're new trying beer to do porn. new beer porn. <laughs> uh, we're trying to do a time-lapse video of construction. So oh, hopefully, awesome. oh. hopefully the first one of those will go up next week. Uh, we'll take a week's worth of construction, condense it down to about a two-minute video. That's awesome. So that's you guys can idea. kind of follow along as yeah, construction awesome. builds up. Um, but just you know, keep an eye out. Can afterwards. I try to like
2: us? Follow us. Yeah,
1: That's a big thing, social
2: Become media. Become part of the story.
3: Uh, one thing I can say is yeah. regardless of opening date, we will be serving at the Spring and Arts Festival here in downtown Concord. Okay. Awesome. So even if our tap room is not open yet, you will be able to get a sample at Spring and Arts on the 13th of May.
1: Well, I guess one, one last thing I want to ask you is um, anyone out here listening that may be either looking to open a brewery or just chasing a dream, any, any words of wisdom, pearls of wisdom you can <laughs> drop on, on there?
2: um patience. Yeah. Patience, yeah. patience patience probably yeah. first and foremost which you never never ask for
1: that never pray for, that. Never, never pray never for patience
3: because he will give you abundance of opportunity to find it <laughs> yeah. uh well actually one other thing i'd like to add yeah. about what we're going to do um sunday evenings uh we will be conducting a church service at the brewery from six to seven on sunday evenings okay uh, well, so okay. anyone who would like to participate in a uh, church service, worship service that uh, doesn't have a church home or yeah. just wants to enjoy a good beer while they're worshiping on Sunday evenings from six to seven, you know, please come out and join us. That's going to be a staple of what we do. Awesome, yeah. man. So. That's awesome. That
1: seems
2: very odd, but it, yeah. It,
1: uh, hey, you know yeah. what? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think uh,
3: I feel like there are people we can reach in a brewery that'll never set foot in a church. Absolutely. I,
1: I say that all the time. God's so. always first for us. Yeah. That's, that's right. right. Love it. That's right. Well, thanks, guys. We appreciate you coming into the show today. Um, once again, you can check them out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we're still trying to get them to open up a Pinterest page for uh, beer porn. <laughs> so, But um, that's probably the only porn you should be watching looking at anyway. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, please, guys, check those out. We'd like to thank Marty and Woody for coming in today. Um, fabulous blonde. So I'm hoping to taste the other six beers on the lineup <clears throat> pretty soon. So, anyway, please check those out, and they'll – I guess check out their Facebook page and they'll be kind of, um, yep. they'll keep you posted with their opening and things like that. Um, they're located here in Concord on the edge of Kanapolis. Is it yep. officially Kanapolis? No, we're still
3: officially Concord. 85 okay. uh, is the dividing line and we're about a two iron from 85. All right. Perfect.
1: So, all right. Well, these guys are hopefully give uh, some, some of the big bi- uh, beer, beer, beer business a run for their money. But anyway, please check these guys out and we will talk to you later. Thank you guys. Peace. All right.
3: Thanks, man.